This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. When Tune Yards first hit the scene with their 2009 album Bird Brains, you could hear that some songs pulled sounds, melodies, and rhythms from African music traditions. Tune Yards' 2018 album, I Can Feel You Creep Into My Private Life, was written after frontwoman Meryl Garbus took a six-month workshop on race. The effects of that workshop were heard on that record. With all that in mind, for KXP's Live at Home session, Larry Mizell Jr. chatted with Garbus about the work she's done on race, on appropriation versus inspiration, and Tune Yard's most recent album, released March 26th, called Sketchy. What is sketchy? Who's sketchy? <laughs> a lot of things, I gotta, Larry. I love that word. <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's interesting doing uh, interviews with like European journalists who they're really like, but really, what does it mean? And um, and thinking about how we use it here. So yes, I mean, sketchy in a lot of ways, I guess I, I like the both the literal meaning, like you can barely, you know, it's just a, an outline. You can't really see what's there, which is how I personally feel about this time. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, uh, so many unknowns. And then I think for me, a lot of this is you know, in the process of making the last album and doing my own whiteness work of this constant need to be, to suspect myself as a white woman. And I think I was trying to get more comfortable with that, that that's just Mm -hmm. what I'm going to need to do for the rest of my life, because that's undoing white supremacy in me and seeing how I have grown up in a system that I need to dismantle in myself. Um, so sketchy felt like, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> and it came from a sketchbook that I was writing all these lyrics in and I just, it said sketch on the front and I just added a Y, but it really felt like maybe that's the, you know, it's a way of making fun of myself a little bit in, in this work that's actually terribly not funny at all. Absolutely. And, uh, well, you mentioned that work and you've, you've talked about that work extensively and been so transparent about that process and thinking about that um, throughout your career, uh, which I'm very grateful for and love that there's been space for that in the, the sphere of music. Um, I'm curious, because you've talked a lot about this and, and you know the workshops and the work you've done, um, and, and you've kind of called yourself out for like appropriation and stuff like that. Where do you see the line between inspiration and appropriation? That's a good question. Uh, and, and I think, you know, lately, lately I've been asking myself maybe a more applicable question is accountability. Like, where do I stay accountable? Cause I think, I think we get lost in these debates. I mean, which is another tenet of white supremacy is just yes. debate it to death. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the discourse. a, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, instead of acknowledging, people's feelings, you know, to see, um, cause people, a, a lot of, a lot of particularly other white people will say, have you really got, you know, who's called you out? Have you gotten called out? It's kind of this like, what do we, what's wrong? Like what's wrong and what do I do to not do it? <laughs> and right. that's like a really top level of like I information that they really want to know. And I feel like 
because people of color are not a monolith, that there are going to be different experiences of our shows. And I've had, I've seen on Twitter, that was the most appropriative set I've ever seen. And I've seen, you know, the opposite of that and people feeling really grateful that I'm singing a song about a white woman's voice. I turn on my white woman's voice to contextualize acts of my white women friends. I cry my white woman tears carving groups in my cheeks to display what I meant. So then my question is, how do I keep listening and how do I stay accountable? And so I think that's money. I think that's our work to always be giving money and by which I mean a percentage of the money we make on music. And then I also think it's having, you know, being open to these conversations and being open and training ourselves, practicing, receiving feedback (laughs) so that the feedback doesn't just become an excuse to get defensive or um, a Twitter argument, you know, a social media battle, but instead as a way to say, oh, (laughs) Give, give, you know, wow, what a generous, how generous that is. And even I'm noticing that I'm more practiced in receiving rage, too. Um, And that that's another, you know, if you look on the list of like white fragility, like here's what white fragility looks like. A lot of it has to do with like, you know, not being able to um, receive anger, you know, and hear it and not take it on and not take it personally, but to really hear it for what it is, which is really a generous display of emotion and honesty and passion most of the time. Absolutely. There are these different cultural understandings about expressing of emotions and mm-hmm. pitches and volumes of voice mm-hmm. and everything Yes, that have, yeah, affected us all. So yeah. Yeah. thank you for all the analysis and, and work that you put into it. Um, I know that there's some songs you, you don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you look back on that work now? I think that's pretty natural for most musicians. There's just stuff that, that doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right anymore. And for me in particular, our song Doorstep, it just, you know, at the time, that was the best I could do. That was the, my, best I, my best attempt to try to shed light on what, what was happening around here in Oakland. My intention was good, and the impact didn't feel right when I understood what I was doing, you know, trying to understand an experience that I could never understand. So that in particular, and I would say, you know, a couple from the first record that she's not Jamaican, that does not feel appropriate for me to sing anymore. At the time, it felt like me grappling with why am I a white woman being so influenced by uh, dancehall music and what's up with this? And now it just doesn't feel at all appropriate to have that be what we present to people. She's not Jamaican, see, I told you so. She's all white, she's not black, she doesn't have any soul. She's not Jamaican, she's got total control. She's all right, she's upset, she doesn't have any soul. She's all right, she's upset, she doesn't have any soul. 
Right on. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I really appreciate, again, you know, the measure of accountability that you, you prioritize um, in your art and, and in the analysis of it. Um, I wanted to ask about the song Nowhere Man. I think that was the first single. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seems like Jesus and Dylan got the whole thing wrong. If you cannot hear a woman, then how can you write her song? I was hoping you would explore the themes of that record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a friend of mine texted me on my way to the studio. I When I got to the studio, I must have seen, you know, she said, have you seen this expletive word? And um, and I looked up and it had it was the abortion ban being signed into law in, in Alabama, I believe. And um, yeah, I, I guess that it was a good song to... Speaking of rage, using the energy of rage felt really useful. And there's certainly a lot of that song that I could that I could turn on myself, like again to say, I I don't even know. I've been defining myself as a woman by what Jesus and Dylan say about women. <laughs> you know, to see that even in myself I have this internalized misogyny, say, um, or just internalized two-dimensional story of what a, a woman is but it was really useful to have this impetus to to kind of be so rageful that it feels like we're going backwards in time and that and that women's bodies are still not our own that that was just it, it ended up being a super useful energy with which to spit out some lyrics that was Meryl Garbus of Tune Yards talking with Larry Mizell Jr. about their latest album, Sketchy. You can listen to this full conversation and watch Tune Yards live on KEXP at Home Performance on KEXP's YouTube channel. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.